Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am so excited to have Bradford Tilden on and you'll understand why in a moment when I bring him on. But first, just a couple of announcements. First, if you haven't grabbed my free 20 minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you grab that on my website mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. And if you are coming to Hawaii, specifically to the Big Island, come on one of my Big Island UFO tours where you will see the night sky in a whole new way using my Advanced Generation 3 military night vision goggles. And you can find out more information on that on that website, which is bigislandufotours.com. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Bradford. Hello, Bradford. Hello, Lisa. So let me share with our audience your bio, but there's just so much more juiciness that is going to be here. So, okay. So Bradford W. Tilden is a best-selling author, composer, master sound healer, and universal white time healing practitioner and teacher, helping unfulfilled people to find meaning and purpose through inspiration, education, and activation toward true spiritual awakening and authentic divine expression. So there is so much that I want to talk to you about. <laughs> and first, before we jump into all of all of what you do, I would love for you to share with me and the audience kind of how you grew up, spiritual, religious, something else, so we know kind of how you got into the work you do. Okay. I'll try to make it short. It's been and a journey. We have time. I, um, so I grew up Congregationalist, which okay. is Protestant United Church of Christ. The Congregationalists now have the rainbow flags outside of their uh, churches. They're very uh, um, open and affirming, which uh, in hindsight was uh, significant, but not so significant for me, but significant for many other people. I remember I didn't buy in. I didn't get it. Um, I didn't understand that people like separated themselves from the God source, from the power. It just didn't make sense to me. I thought it was all just fun, fancy stories. And that was when I was a kid. And I had some very interesting experiences as a young child that didn't fit in the mold. Uh, I, I mentioned to you earlier, I had some memories of waking up on the table and having Grace, you know, doing some stuff. Uh, the most terrifying one was uh, it was I ran into my bedroom and and, and my father my, my father's bedroom he looked at me and his face melted and it was gray and it was just like Ooh. my sister and I we always talk about that house <laughs> and I, and when I was a kid I saw some you know UFOs in the woods and everything so I I've been I was visited as a as a child and I also had some I'm still I don't really know for sure but I believe that I had uh, sort of uh, soul integrations. Uh, mm -hmm. My major, the first major one started. It was about when I think when I was 11 years old, uh, where I there was this. I felt this uh, this invisible presence in my room, and I was terrified. And I actually wrote this in in my uh, second book uh, that I'm part of. It's called Bites of Light. This is my journey of sound healing awakening. But I, I was talking about these early childhood things that shaped my life. So it's adequate for this question. Mm -hmm. And one day I, I couldn't stand it anymore. I I, I turned my back to it and I faced it and it went right into my solar plexus. And then after that, I just started wearing all black. I, I, I read the satanic Bible, the Necronomicon, all these occult okay. things started being really interested in to me. And then I graduated to Carl Jung and I read all of his stuff as a teenager. And then uh, I just progressed into college and 
there, an archangel visited me, which I didn't know at the time, but I literally, it was Archangel Michael appeared to me above my bed my freshman year of college, and he handed me his flaming sword, and then uh, Raphael made an appearance, and uh, Plato visited me in a dream and showed me how creation happens uh, in terms of sound and geometry, and it was, it was these are just real cliff notes. Yeah. <laughs> and so... My, I, when I was 18, I, I, well, I came out of the closet when I was 15. I came out of the spiritual closet when I told my parents when I was 18 that I didn't believe in organized religion. And my mom kind of deflated my rebellion saying, well, I have many friends who have alternative spiritual lifestyles. <laughs> and that was nice. So I've always had that support. And, and then in my adult life, when I ultimately arrived to connecting with universal white time healing and found out it's completely it's a modality completely designed by extraterrestrials specifically for humanity to to evolve rapidly in consciousness and spirituality to help heal the earth heal the planet heal the, the all other species and and you know raise us up to the next uh, level of the new earth and, and that's when i had to come to terms with uh, starting to talk about extraterrestrials uh outward and so i came out of the cosmic closet and how old was then, or how long ago was that? Um, I, that was in 2006. It was a okay. radical transformation. That's the the feature of my first book, that chapter in the book called um, Energy Medicine Solutions, and they're both available on Amazon. And uh, and it was there that the the thing I'm I'm skeptical. Maybe that's why I didn't buy into the organized religion, but I was drawing this particular glyph on my. Uh, on my book covers in sixth grade that just came to me and I was sitting there in the first class and she's like, Oh, so extraterrestrials. Blah, blah. And I was like, Oh my God, what did I get myself into? Cause my, my father's mother, my grandmother on that side, she was always leery of them. She would talk about them, the, the extraterrestrials. And she was like really weird and creepy about them. And so I kind of inherited that and I'm totally rambling, but remember uh, Whitley Stryber's book uh, communion. Yeah. When I saw the cover of that book uh, on it was on a, a book at, at the or a display case at the public library when I was a kid. I freaked out and I screamed and I ran. It was complete terror identification. Eventually, I finally uh, got up courage to read that book and face my fear because I know that I, when I was a child, I interpreted their whatever adjustments to my DNA that they were doing as I was I was confused and terrorized. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there was that that fear that trauma was associated with that. But now I work with a whole host of benevolent extraterrestrials and I understand the role of the greys and what they're about. And, and of course, different casts of greys. And we can talk about all that stuff for, you know, eons yeah. and eons. But that anyway, that 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 glyph, I, I turn the page and suddenly there it is. It's the universal protection symbol. And I have it uh, on the wall right here. I could take it down and show it to you. But and my my whole head started tingling and everything started opening up all these memories of being communicating with these 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 guides this group of con this group consciousness of extraterrestrials uh, ever since i was a kid mm -hmm. and i felt right at home in fact my position in the the community of white time healers is i'm i'm one of the, one of the one of three um, people who are qualified to teach the gemstone healing classes at the level that I am. I'm going to become an assistant head teacher in a minute. And we're talking about only five people on the planet are holding these positions right now. So how can I not be part of this? My entire life changed and I, I completely dedicated myself to be of service for the light, which these extraterrestrials are working for. 
And that, you know, that was in 2006 and I've been going strong ever since then. Okay. So, wow. Well, so yeah. when you were in college, did you complete school and like try to have a normal career, like a mainstream oh. career? Or did you go <laughs> this, this side well, of things? So, <laughs> um, I started yeah. out with a PhD in biology. I was trying to be really mainstream. Oh, and really? I, I'm an Aquarius. Okay. I my I forgot this is terrible. I forgot the person who said it, but the the quote that I wrote my college entrance essay, I, I got accepted uh, early admittance to Amherst College, uh, and I didn't I didn't really know what that school was, but apparently they they were number one in the country uh, for liberal arts at the time. I had grades and all that stuff, but I went there because there was no core curriculum, which meant I could study whatever I wanted. And I yeah. did. I had no focus. My focus ultimately was music because that's my passion and that's my gift. And so I, I did focus and I had my thesis in music composition. And um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, I never saw myself leading a normal life. I don't okay. even understand what that is. I have I've followed my intuition my entire life. Me applying to that college was intuitive based because when I sat on the foot on campus, my head tingled. I, that was the only one I applied to. And then after after um, the after the four years of liberal arts, I applied for a, a, one of two music uh, fellowships. There was a, a choral assistant and an orchestral assistant. Having been in uh, having played the cello and being classical pianist, I applied for the orchestral, but they awarded me the choral. This is how much experience I had in, in involvement with choruses. And, and this, 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 is, this comes after I was meditating on my purpose a couple of years prior to that. And the only thing I got were two words to sing. And I, don't under, I didn't understand that at the time. Now I certainly do. So that was the next year. Well, what do you do after that, right? What do I do? What do I do? Most people who graduate Amherst College go to pre-med, pre-law, or investment banking. <laughs> And what did I do? I decided to go to massage school and get a nine-month certificate in massage. Why? Because it was the next intuitive thing. Yeah. And then after that, after that nine months, I was just you know working around. And then one of my friends from college, my dad just bought me a two-unit house in San Francisco. You want to come live with me? Six months later, I'm on a plane no place to live, no job, no nothing, just a place to stay with a friend. And then, uh, you know, I, that was that. And then six months, I, I do, I do what I need to do. I got a temp position. I went okay. to a job fair and I got an, uh, the, uh, uh, an accounting agency hired me as a temp and they put me to all these random, uh, random jobs where I taught myself Excel, taught myself Petri and got paid for it. And then they put me in a long-term temp to hire position at this, this company. And every I was there for six months. And because at that point, my soul was, I was like, ah, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And um, the day that I gave my notice was the day the HR woman had my plaque made. <laughs> <laughs> and she showed me, she was, yeah, I love me there. She's like, look, Brad, oh, everything, dread. Oh my God, like, that's like the coffin nail. I mean, no. And then I didn't really know. I, I just, I, I decided I was going to live my life, trust in the universe, be a massage therapist, be a, a musician. And then a friend handed me a flyer for a sound healing institute. And I kid you not, 
I walked by their their door every day for six months on my way home from that job okay. before even realizing or walking through the door. And so these are just illustrations of yeah. the path that I've been on. And it, there's a lot of, um, I get emotional when I talk about it. There's a lot of um, risk-taking and a lot of faith mm -hmm. and a lot of trust and belief that I have something special and I'm using my heart as my, my barometer and, and I will be provided for. I have been very, very blessed uh, in this lifetime with all the wonderful accomplishments I've done, all the wonderful people I've met, all the wonderful places I've been living off essentially of the grace of God. Because I do not have a retirement fund. I do not have a, a paycheck. I do not have anything like that. And yet I, 20 years later, almost, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thriving yeah. in, in a way that's very non-traditional <laughs> and I've sacrificed a lot. It's not, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, mm -hmm. it's not even self-employment, small business because I tried to fit into that model and it was a disaster. It's mm -hmm. literally being open to receive and responding with love and joy and, and also working on purifying and, and elevating my, my soul and spirit with continued uh, growth in, in my, the, the white time healing and different level classes the woman offers and developing the sound healing and combining everything. I, I started having this, the four, I just did it for the fourth time. This, it's sort of a, uh, a synthesis of all of the, uh, the abilities I have and it's being expressed through something called the archangel experience. And we can, we can go into that in a little bit if you want. But, yeah. So, you well, know, six months in a cubicle, I did it. I know what it's like. <laughs> well, That's and I, I love your, your message to what you just shared about like following the intuition, following what your heart desires, you know, this sense of adventure, taking risks. And I've been like that somewhat in my life as well. So I definitely um, resonate with what you're saying. And I just, you know, people get stuck in their box too, too often and they are too afraid to step outside. So mm -hmm. you're a beautiful example of like, you know, what do you have to lose? Trust the universe that the universe has your back, right? Yeah. But, you know, I'm not married. I don't have a mortgage. <laughs> I'm not married yet. You know, okay. I don't have kids. I don't have a lot of those. Uh, things that create a lot of financial responsibility where my life, I may, I would make maybe different choices. I yeah. deliberately kept myself un, untethered in order to uh, be able to walk the path that I've walked. Mm -hmm. But I believe that we all, we have a whole series of probable uh, expressions or timelines that we, we, we stock up on before we incarnate right. and, and navigate through your intuition is the primary one. You know, I don't like the idea of an absolute ultimate timeline. I think that timelines are constantly evolving and shifting yes. as the universe sees what the different interactions and potentials can be. These like master minds of the consciousness of the universe and, and all of that. I also want to say that some people that I, a lot of people who have who did the corporate thing and have a lot of nest egg, they're the ones who are able to invest in creating uh, centers uh, invest in their education to actually support the people like me that are, you know, not really like part of the, um, 
I don't want to say general economy, but you know what I mean. Uh, not quasi off the grid, on the grid type type living. Yeah. Uh, 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 but it's like, again, there's a trade-off, right? Right. So a lot, everyone has their own path and, and what they learn. And I know a lot of light workers who live, like some of them who I've trained, they work in the back end of the post office. Oh, this one, she makes portals all the time to make sure the reptilians stay in line. You know, it's just like, you know, we're placed in certain places where the light is needed. Yes. And I think it's just that conscious awakening and, and understanding of why we find ourselves in these particular situations mm -hmm. that we can then transform them to be for the greatest good. Yeah. Okay. Well, so tell me how you came across the universal white time healing. Like, how did you discover that? And what, what is that even? What does it entail? Because this yeah. is the first time I've heard of it. Yes. Oh, I, I, again, this, I keep referencing my books, but this is basically the, the subject of the chapter, my chapter in the first book that I wrote, The Energy Medicine Solutions, because it's a fantastic story. Uh, my guides like humor and irony. I already mentioned I walked by the the, the doorway of the, the Sound Healing Institute every day for six months before I actually was invited. After I quit, after I quit and I decided to focus on myself, the universe said, okay, now you're ready. And that came in the form of a friend of mine handing me a pamphlet. Now he's someone who is so psychically evolved. He, sat, he can sit there in front of you and he can shuffle the tarot deck and they're face down and he can say the name of the next card like, can go through the entire deck with 100% accuracy. I mean, he is plugged in. Wow. And uh, he was sort of a mentor who appeared and, and left um, after a while. I had a lot of those. Don't get me wrong. I didn't get here alone. Um, yeah. So it was, I'll be just be, I'll just be honest. Um, it happened when I became, uh, found out I was HIV positive. And that's the spiritual catalyst for my change. And that's really the heart of that chapter. Because when I got my diagnosis, that's when I assessed my life and I quit my job. And I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to live life. And I, I did I was raw food for a while, all this holistic stuff. I did a bunch of education. But also, I just I allowed myself to, to be un, unburdened by other people's expectations. And that's when this same friend handed me the flyer for the sound healing school. And... And then at the school was the first time I heard crystal bowls, uh, the sound of crystal bowls, but I had been hearing them in my head clairaudiently for four years uh, before then. And it's funny, I took it out of this room, but, and so at that school, this is funny, they want me to say this, uh, one of the teachers had an amethyst biomat and my friends, uh, I mean, my guides who had just started really talking to me, they said, buy one. And so I bought one and put it on a credit card. And then I was invited up to Santa Rosa, uh, which is about an hour and a half drive from San Francisco. I did not have a car. Uh, this is, they invited me for the 11-11 the, the portal in 2006, November 11th. One of the teachers was having a little sound healing gathering. And so out of the blue, a friend of mine calls me up and asks me to watch his car for a week while he's in Hawaii. So I have a car. I have an invitation and I, I decide to go up. I drive up to Santa Rosa in my friend's car with the biomat because, you know, the teacher was like, oh, maybe someone will buy one. So I remember we did the sound healing thing and it was a cold, damp day. You know, that kind of weather. 
and everyone right. laid on the biomat, but no one bought a biomat because, you know, you want to make, make your investment. But she did hand me the flyer for this woman who teaches something called universal white time gemstone healing. And she said, maybe she'll buy one from you. So because I only had the car for a week, I call the woman up, I make the plans, I drive down south of Santa Cruz, which is now two and a half hours out of my very small, familiar bubble of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I'm driving up her, her uh, driveway and there's this hexagon shaped house. And I go to the door, I open the door, I knock on the door, open the door, and the first words out of my mouth to this woman were, I had a dream about you. <laughs> and so this is in the story. This is true. And I write my dreams down. So I actually have this dream written down in a journal. Now, this dream happened about a year and a half before I met this woman. Now, even just in this, what I've been telling you, think about all the things that have to line up to create this event to happen. Right. Okay? So in the dream, real cliff notes. Real cliff notes. You want to know the real story? Read the chapter. Okay. In, the, in the end of the dream, I am lifted up by a gigantic cornucopia of crystals and gemstones after I was bracing to be electrocuted because Ooh. I fell on the floor. It's You'll understand if you do the dream. So instead of being electrocuted, I was raised up by this cornucopia of abundance. In real life, I find myself in that same place that was in the dream after she asked me a question and I confirmed some information for her. And so, cause she scanned me, she's like, who the hell is this kid who's showing up on my door, right? And she, I go into this room and there's a spread of cards. And she says, while I lay on the biomat, I want you to experience my work. So I chose a card of like 200 or so cards and I hand it to her, which, I didn't understand at the time, but she said this is the she was surprised because it was the most powerful card in the deck. Okay. This card, this it's a layout. I have some here. I'll just show you real quick. They look like this, okay? okay. And there's hundreds of them in the modality. This is a layout that connects you with the central sun of the universe. Mm. She puts she oh, you know what? I have it right here. These are the stones. <laughs> these are the stones. I hadn't no, I had no idea what any of these stones were. It looked like a bunch of random rocks. She puts them on my body, and suddenly I just start to get pulsing stronger, 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 stronger. And my whole body is pulsing for like 20 minutes. I I still I've never experienced something as profound as that feeling of receiving that layout. Mm. And I get off, she takes the stones off, she sits down next to me and she looks me in the eyes and she says, I teach this. And I say, I have to study with you. And that was it. Somehow I was able to be present for her next class, mm. which happened to, well, yeah, which happened to be the level four class and the level four class is all universal energies. There are layouts to connect with the grays. There's layouts to connect with the, the smiling extraterrestrials, wise extraterrestrials, uh, uh, light beings, different types of light beings, angels, cosmic beings, cosmic places. I mean, it's just, this is real stuff. You are getting 
your body at the subatomic level is receiving vibrations that exist in the universe. And let me tell you, this is what I needed because I have been so disconnected from my home. And none of those frequencies are exist on earth. Star seeds, I, I, I understand now my struggles, why so many star seeds are led to addiction, to, to suicide, to depression, to bipolar, because there's no familiarity in the frequencies on this planet. Yeah. Except this knowledge with combining these stones, it brings that energy into us so that we become transmitters of this cosmic energy on this planet piercing the veil all of that stuff we are walking i'm a walking i'm a human body but i carry extraterrestrial frequencies yeah and and that's the that. goal i was uh, just this past uh june when the second book was published i also on the solstice was initiated as a level four gemstone teacher I'm the third person in North America who can teach this level of, of, of technology. And it changed my life. And it's been changing the lives of everyone that I've ever taught. You don't have to be a starseed to benefit from it. I mean, the first two levels are very earth-based, but then three and four, it's just out of this world. And so looking back with that dream, with the synchronicities, with the choices I made, how can this not be one of the reasons why I incarnated on this planet. This yeah. is clearly my mission. And I have been fully supported by the universe at every turn, every turn. And it's just about persistence, determination, belief, and trust. Mm. And joy. Joy is the missing factor. I was trudging along for a long time, but I forgot that I, I having fun. <laughs> Playing <laughs> And, you know, it's nothing better than that. So um, that's really, it found me, I found it. I'm convinced my higher self is one of the beings that actually designed these courses. Uh -huh. uh, I was given the higher name of my higher self, uh, which is Alambria, which translates as King of Jewels. Okay. But they also mean King, uh, but, but Jewels is in frequencies. And I working with sound and energy and crystals and stuff. I realized that frequent well, frequency is, you know, the substance of the universe. But when you master that, you can create anything. Yeah. And and they have not failed me, my guys. They're they're here right now and um some other beings as well. So it's very humbling and it was difficult for me to accept the responsibility. Um Recently, I it sort of inverted or subverted the whole old saying of with great power comes great responsibility. But I believe that the real, the truth, the true expression is with great responsibility comes great power. That when that's really what happens first is you step up and say, yes, I mm -hmm. will take on this responsibility. That's when you're given the power. Okay. So, so, so I... I, so many things we could talk about because I am, um, I, again, I resonate very much with everything you're saying because I, um, within the last year, I have 
this kind of energetic healing modality that includes sound, it includes light language, it's being channeled from my Arcturian self. And so I, I just, I'm so excited to get to meet you and to hear your story. And so what can you give us? Okay. So I guess one of the things I think my audience would be wondering, because it sounds amazing. Do you have to be with you in person to receive the healing or can you do it remotely? So yes, you can do it remotely. Sandra first experienced my work remotely. Uh, I, we, the, the authors got together and for a while and leading up to the publication and each one spotlighted something. So I spotlighted, uh, I, I, I shared everyone a layout for the, uh, the new chakra system, the different stones and everyone couldn't believe how it instantly they felt the energy. Sandra specifically, that's when she reached out to me directly and uh, we started working together, exchanging. I've been doing distance healing since I started. Uh, the level four class that I took has a very special uh, symbol. Uh, it's a universal symbol. So when you use symbols, uh, you're actually drawing energy from the universe uh, that can very rapidly uh, transcend space and time. I, one, I, I had a lot of practice sending distance healing when I was younger, and now it's certainly refined. Uh, as I've gotten more and more in my trainings, uh, I, you know, I don't really, you know, I can send the energy right now if you want. Well, let's see. I've got a lot of stones here. Um, so, oh, yeah, I mean, it's very amazing how effective it is via distance. Um, well, I don't know. I just pulled one of these things out. You know, this is uh, an amethyst, you know, not it's sort of unassuming, right? But amethyst is really the stone that really started opening my third eye. Uh, when I was 25, living in San Francisco, and I started really uh, listening to my intuition and stones and crystals started calling to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, um, that's well, short answer is yes. Okay. Well, some so anecdotes. For yeah. those that might want to come to you in person, just tell people where you are in the world. Oh, I'm in uh, Cheshire, Connecticut, which is outside of Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. And I do travel. Okay, because I do have friends in that Northeast area. Oh, great. Watch yeah. the show, listen to the show. Great. So. Yeah, I've got a lot of, I'm definitely building the, the regional network um, and uh, the global network uh, as well. So, yeah. Okay, so for people who, I guess, what kind of clients come to you? Like what, is it people who have illness, who just maybe emotional trauma or just want to be awakened or like, yeah, tell me what kinds of clients seek you out. Everyone you mentioned, I have a, I have a range of clients. I mentioned the small business <laughs> mold, you know, yeah. my client avatar. Well, okay. I, my client is anyone who is guided to me. Okay. I mean, it's, it's true. People find me. They, and I think it's the higher beings that, that are, campaigning for this my responsibility is to be available visible and findable and available i i work a lot with people who have uh, some sort of internal distortion of their self-worth or mm -hmm. given their power away typically from childhood uh, a lot of childhood trauma i do an extensive amount of forgiveness work uh processing emotions 
releasing emotions. I do past life uh, trauma work as well. I, there, sometimes I pull weapons out of people. It's I, I don't really do the work per se because I am the conduit. Mm -hmm. I have I I'm very very clairsentient. I feel everything. Yeah. And it's, it's still uh, sometimes a being comes in and I don't actually know who it is, but I'm at the point where it doesn't really matter. I know that they're of love and light and they're helping me. And I'm grateful for that. And, yeah. I'm, you know, but then I'm Archangel Michael and St. Germain, I know what they feel like. Uh, I'm just showing big Lyrian, Lyrian and all that fun stuff. They're loving it because it's Lionsgate today. Ooh. Um, but, you know, I have friends who can see a lot. And one one woman she had, so this is a physical thing. She had some clotting and swelling in her legs. Mm -hmm. And there is two, spe three specific layouts that treat the body flows and the blood and all that stuff. And she came in for three sessions and she doesn't need surgery. Uh, and so she was thrilled, but she said these tall blue beings were in here dropping tablets into her body, like Alka-Seltzer tabs that were dissolving everything. I didn't know what they looked like. They sounded Arcturian to me because I, yeah. I really work closely with them. And I was just sitting at her feet, holding, putting energy into the, the 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 soles of her feet. I felt beings in here. I didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. My, my level of work is such a it's such a stepping out and and allowing to come in. And that way of working depends largely on the openness and the willingness of the client to receive mm -hmm. what they are ready to receive. If they are ready for a miraculous healing, a miraculous healing will occur. If they are ready to have a disappointing experience where they don't feel anything, that's yeah. what they need. But the energies go in. You know, the, 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 the cosmic light doesn't stop for anything, right? It, it comes yeah. in. And, and so, and one thing I can say what I don't like, I don't like people that are constantly giving their power away. People that are asking for confirmation, asking for reassurance, asking for this, asking for questions, needing the messages. You know, messages come when they're um, when the person is ready to hear them mm -hmm. and and actually do the work outside of of the class of the the session. So I've got lots of um, people who come out of they have sort of they want to be more spiritual in their later life. You know, they came out of corporate work and they're looking for something, looking for purpose, looking to be felt. A lot of star seeds, people that have had uh, Kundalini awakenings or spiritual awakenings who are experiencing things that they don't have any framework for. Those people I reassure, you know, like they because they, like I, I won't judge anyone for anything. Uh, this is such an amazingly abundant world, of, uh, a universe of so many different possibilities. Who am I to say that someone's experience isn't valid? That's ridiculous. But I mean, you know, one of my clients, she's now a student and a friend. She said she went to several uh, Reiki healers, therapists and everything. And she told them her experiences of seeing past lives and wars and things. And, and they just denied it. They said, no, that's not possible. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's crazy. And so yeah. she said, I was the first person who, who um, supported her on okay. her path. So that's enough examples of the kind of work I do, I think. So, well, and so um, if, because I know there are a lot of people in the spiritual world that watch and listen to the show that do modalities. And so if someone is interested in getting trained, 
what does that look like? Especially since you're one of the teachers now and the yeah. high level teachers. So, yeah. Uh, trainings take place typically over a concentrated period of time, usually a weekend. The higher levels are three days or five days, as it were. Uh, and at this time, the trainings in Universal White Time have to be taken in person. Okay. Uh, the, we are working on developing uh, initiations uh, for the level one energy healing course to be taught remotely. Uh, but this is, it's actually has to go, go up the chain of demand and be approved by very high uh, beings and councils in the universe to make sure that uh, uh, we are able, because it's not just, I don't want to, you know, it's not, I'm Reiki too. I got initiated Reiki in 2005. Uh, before I got to white time, I just want to, so if anyone wants to study Reiki and become a Reiki practitioner or master, please do that before you do white time. It has something to do with the way that initiations interact with the crown chakra. Uh, the Reiki in, uh, initiation sort of wraps around the crown chakra and, and the white time initiation, every time you use white time, it, get the, it gets stronger and it, it expands out and widens the crown chakra. So if you have Reiki and then you have white time, it's fine. But if you have white time and then do Reiki, it actually restricts the white time for about a year. And I have some students who went to a Reiki class and, oh, no, she didn't. She attuned herself again. And she called me. She's like, I don't know why I'm not feeling my white time anymore. And I said, well, you know, so there's that. But, um, yeah, it's it, they're wonderful classes. They all they're usually very small, intimate, two, four, six, eight is really a maximum amount of people for a class. And the initiations, they remove uh, blockages. Mm -hmm. And we quantify the power of the initiations by uh, this sort of equation. Like if you think of a ladder of spirituality and each step is equal to an hour of healing work or an hour of meditation, mm -hmm. uh, the first class removes 13 of those major blockages and but then the second class ultimately removes uh 950 so after the second level class you've just received 950 hours of meditation or healing work and there are other initiations openings and activations that are available to anyone at any time that uh, can also accelerate your spiritual growth that I'm able to give via distance. I love doing those things. They are amazing. They're, there's, I mean, there's one that is, it's like, I, I can't give it yet, but no, I, I, I there's one that's 40,000 steps, wow. 40,000 hours of, of training. I can't give that one yet. I'm not that level teacher, but let me tell you, we don't really, when I look back at my values when I was younger and I realized how much of an ego I had that I didn't see, when you, when you open up spiritually, you just perceive the world differently. Yeah. You, you are kinder, gentler, more optimistic, more loving, and you have all of this energy to give without draining of yourself. There's this presence that comes with spiritual enlightenment and cryon we all know cryon i was listening to one of his things 
he was talking about, you know, lots of people think they have to go up the, the staircase up the, the skyscraper and they don't realize that there's an elevator right next to it. <laughs> you don't have to do that kind of work in this time and day. This is about accelerating and getting there. Yeah. So there's all these, I wouldn't call them shortcuts, but they're like, uh, they're like infusions of extreme amount of, of spiritual energy for us to use and grow that we integrate with after receiving. So yeah, those are really, really fun to do. And okay. I've given them to Sandra, to other people. I do attract a pretty advanced uh, people who have done spiritual work uh, and are continuing to invest in themselves. A lot of Reiki masters the transition to white time and they absolutely love it. Okay. So, yeah. I, well, so I, before we got on, you were telling me a little bit about some of the different groups that are involved with the this kind of healing, um, some of the different ET groups and councils. And so can you go into that just a little more for people that are curious? Because I like this is completely fascinating. I love it. I am super interested and I know others are going to be like, OK, I need to know more about this. So all of the information, uh, direct information, uh, comes through this woman. Her name is Shani uh, Santara Shaw. And uh, she has written two books which go in and out of availability. Uh, one's called My ET Diary and one is called My Angel Diary. And she was first contacted as a child in, in Sweden. She lives in Sweden. And uh, she was taken off planet. She would be, she'd go to school on a different planet with people who become friends with her. It's like humanoids, you know, uh, on different planets. But these are planets that are not necessarily within this galaxy. This is within the entire universe. In fact, she never, she doesn't really mention the, the local, um, the, 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 they, want, they want to use the word family, the local families, the Pleiadians, the Syrians, the, the Arcturians, you know, all the ones in our local sector of our galaxy. I mean, this is a universal uh, level activity and she never really gives specific names for the races of the other beings that she meets but they are all part of uh this the so the oldest um order in the universe is known as the shah order cha and uh there are four inhabited planets closest to the central sun that uh have all the oldest temples of spiritual temples in this universe and uh, there are many representatives throughout the entire universe that are part of the Shah order. And then there's Jesus and his followers. Uh, there's there's all sorts of, of different councils and levels of counselorship and, and an organization in the universe. And each of these councils can have representatives from uh, many different races. And so basically any any civiliz planetary civilization uh, reaches a state, the stage of spiritual enlightenment where they're invited to become part of the universal alliance of light. And, and there are a few, you know, areas that uh, are more concentrated darkness and all that stuff, but they're not so much. Unfortunately, earth is one of them where there's, you know, uh, interference and stuff, which, there's a lot of stuff, you know, I don't really want to go into the, the saga yeah. of the wars and stuff, but uh, I do want to share that the light and the dark have reached a truce and an understanding and that there's something they've formed a new alliance called the Alliance of the New Inner Light. And when I, I learned that, it made a lot of sense because 
this is a dualistically constructed universe where light and dark need to coexist in order for balance to occur. And what the problem was is that they were competing instead of uh, allowing. I think I mentioned earlier how it's important. Oh, that was on my Facebook Live, but how the individual has a right to express its divine authenticity and originality. We are, you know, we're like snowflakes. You know, every every spark of God came from somewhere different. Of course, it's going to look different. Yeah. And when we, and that's kind of like the whole ideology of the light. I mean, the the spiritual light, and and darkness has a, a very important place, and not to be feared, but also not to be trifled with. Right? There's a respect that needs to go in there. So, I I, I hope I'm trying to answer it correctly. Your your question. It's these are so there's the way I understand it is Earth is a hot spot because of our position uh, in this a lot of things, physical things going into the photon belt, the galactic you know, the alignment with the galactic core. What I kind was what I kind of made understanding of this is like, you know, with the grand cycles, there's times where the Earth is exposed or receives a very large amount of cosmic energy. And there are times when it only has a little bit of cosmic energy, right? And these grand cycles tune away from the core of the galaxy and the galaxy to the galaxy clusters core and all that stuff. There's all these cycles. And, and so what I think happened, this is just my belief, this is what I came up with, is we're, right now our, our unactive DNA isn't active because there isn't enough cosmic energy to, power, to fully power us. But we have the ability to, to activate it with intention and to cultivate it within us using stones, using sound, using you know, energy technologies to, to ramp up the voltage of our cells to give our DNA uh, a chance to go back online. Like, you know, when your cell phone's battery gets low, it goes into low battery mode, right? right? Well, we as a species are in low battery mode. And a lot of people like to make stories like, oh, it's been dismantled. You know, people thwarted us. They, they spliced it, blah, 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 oppressed us. What if it's just the fact that we couldn't function because there wasn't enough energy to support us? What mm -hmm. if it's just a physical uh, reality that, we just there wasn't enough you know plants can't grow in the darkness well right. mushrooms can but then there you go you know this is a place yeah. for that so <laughs> we're going towards the light and so we're coming back online and it's a natural progression and that's why the light will win but it won't really win it's it's a time for the light it's a period for the light not to say that it's throwing the dark out but there's a lot of resistance because those in power who've been abusing power, real power are losing power <laughs> and they don't like it. That's where the turmoil is coming from. Yeah. So any, any higher being uh, is offered uh, a position, I so to, so to speak, not only in white time, there's other different, you know, there's different uh, groups that come together and, and want to, to contribute uh, to apply their efforts, you know, like the different, the different, um, you know, like uh, like in the Lord of Rings, when they rally the elves, they rally the dwarves, they rally the humans, right? You know, it's like these are all different people coming together for the same cause. Mm -hmm. Everyone recognizes the cause and anyone who wishes to participate, they're allowed to do so. Okay. Wow. That's a, I mean, thank you for sharing all of that. And um, what else 
would you like the audience to know either about you or the work that you do? Well, that's an interesting question. I, I am here to in, like to inspire. Uh, and I, I love to teach and I, I, I love to activate, you know, I, I, and really anyone who wants to, sorry, they're, they're, they're like, they're like, they backed away. My usually, cause this is a question you asked me, not my guys. What do you want, Bradford? What do you want? Uh, well, if they, I invite them to share too in our last little bit of time. Uh, um, I just want to be of service. Okay. I I want to have this. Okay, personally, I'd like more prosperity and, and financial abundance so that I can uh, provide more, so that I can produce CDs. Uh, you know, so I have the time to 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 devoted to to produce more healing music CDs. Mm -hmm. So um, you can. The one thing I mentioned earlier was the Archangel experience. Oh, yeah. uh, the Archangel experience derived itself from me communicating with both Archangel Michael and Uriel, I created two half hour uh, compositions, music compositions, which added my voice, which I can channel angels through my voice, which we didn't really talk about. And, and then a gemstone layout that I designed to connect with the, the Archangels. And I'm having in, in person, I have these experiences where uh, people put the stones on their bodies they then I let I start the music track and I send white time healing and uh, other healing energies from this other uh, knowledge called the boards of knowledge, which we didn't really talk about uh, maybe next time. And, yeah. and people have been reporting phenomenal experiences. So but that's like the, the synthesis of everything. That's the sound, which is my personal contribution. Uh, and the energy which I've been trained in, and then the gemstones, which you know I'm apparently a, a high-level master in the universe, and but then it's just like it's just amazing, and I love to travel to teach, and I love to collaborate, and one of my personal visions is to travel to sacred sites like the the well I was already at the Pantheon in Lisbon, uh, mm -hmm. or Grace Cathedral in San Francisco, uh, uh, Chartres Cathedral, uh, you know anywhere really which is amazing, phenomenal acoustics and do these sound healings because I, I, I can channel authentic angel frequencies and extraterrestrials and sh shamans and all that stuff in my voice. And it's extremely healing and activating for people. And so just, I'm putting it out so everyone in, who watches this can hold that vision coming true, which uh, of me being really touring on the global stage, teaching and performing, that's my ideal, uh, vision for my career, which is sp specifically to spread energy, mm -hmm. to spread the positive, the vibrations. So if, if, and, you know, welcome anyone to reach out to me. Um, I'm working on getting my online schedule calendar available for people to book, but, you know, you can just call me or schedule and I'd be happy to, to do anything for anyone because I am literally here of service. I, I received the message strongly quite recently that I am a servant of God. And uh, I don't have any, per I don't have any underlying motive to what I do. My intentions have always been pure, and I'm always willing to learn uh, and to to refine uh, what that that means for me. So yeah. this opportunity to come on here uh, was very.
precious and, and I'm very, very grateful. You're right. Not many people have heard about white time healing. She was, uh, Shawnee was first allowed to teach it in 94 to small groups of people in Sweden. And since then, there's become a global community, which uh, you can see uh, on a couple of websites. There's actually one woman, she has a map, a global map of the practitioners. And it, it's, think of what where Reiki was 20 years ago, right? Now the world is has Reiki as a blanket and white time is coming on to add that next layer, that higher layer with more possibilities. Not and but Reiki is such a beautiful foundation now that the the the, the laid the step work for people's willingness to understand energy healing. Right. Now it's time to really extend beyond the the limits of the dimension and the atmosphere and connect directly with these universal beings and mm -hmm. these universal forces and nourish Mother Earth because she also needs these energies as much as we do, especially the star seeds. Because yes. this is what where we're from. It's familiar. It's like home. And yeah. I have saved people's lives by introducing them to these energies. They have said much. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thank you. And um, do you have a website you want to share or how people can find you on which socials you're on? Yeah. Uh, crystalmusichealing.com. That's also my Facebook page. And you can uh, go at Bradford Tilden uh, and you can uh, find my YouTube channel where I have other interviews, other things on there. It's getting better. I'm putting a lot of stuff up. I, I decided to move large energies and large energies take a long time to move. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, uh, this is one big push towards that, just opening up and spreading the awareness of white time. Yeah. And then we can take it from there. Not everything I offer is on my website yet, uh, but I'm really emphasizing those uh, spiritual upgrades and initiations and openings that are available to people uh, mm -hmm. because they they really do help bring more happiness and fulfillment into people's lives. And we need that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here and definitely want to have you on again. And for those watching and listening, thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha. Thank you.